It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, let's go live now to a Sydney Swans legend. The countdown is on. I mentioned a moment ago, just under five hours away from the first bounce. Geelong, they've won 15 in a row. Sydney Swans have won nine in a row. Yeah. What a game it's going to be. I mean, toss a coin and Sydney's win against Collingwood last week. Buttes, you want to say something? I think Staples might have a little bit of uh, a clip for us before we introduce what? our special guest. What, is this of Luffy? Or no, is this is... The Collingwood game last week? No, this is... Staples, play it. <laughs> yeah! Here we go. Join in, Luffy. From the sky. <laughs> Let's hope they're playing this later this afternoon. What time? About 5 o'clock, Steve? Oh, no, 4 hours, 53 minutes. Yeah, kick off. By, by, by the time they win, let's hope they're playing this song just afterwards. Yeah, first bounce at 2.30. You're right, Buttes. And uh, then I think Robbie Williams will kick on and do another set. Oh, yeah. uh, Luffy, gee, I tell you, it's mouth-watering this matchup. You've got the best team of the year, Geelong. They've won 15 in a row. But Sydney, what a season they've had under John Longmire. How do you see it? Oh, they have had a great, <clears throat> great year, the Swans, and they've actually they're the top team when it comes to beating final eight sides. They've beaten all of them. Uh, I think they won seven of their nine games against top eight sides. Mm. They beat Geelong earlier in the year. Um, last week's game, like I know they only won by a point, but they just shut shop the Swans. They just defended the last quarter instead of trying to kick goals, and, and that won't be the case today. So look, it's going to be a great game. And I stupidly sold my tickets to my son and his mate, and I just, I, I, you know what? I didn't even I didn't even think about it till Monday. I went. I could have been down there with my son, experiencing the grand final again, but also enhancing his experience because you, you know, being a past player, you get into certain places, you get to see a lot of the old players, and um, and go to the Swans after party. So. I'm pretty stupid, but anyway. <laughs> hey, Luffy, did you uh, did you catch any of the grand final parades? Uh, both captains holding the trophy aloft, Joel Selwood and also Luke Parker, and looks like tens of thousands out for the grand final parade, which we haven't seen for the last couple of years. No, we're in Sydney. We get very little telecast of what's happening in Melbourne. If you're in, in Victoria, they have non-stop AFL from last night, and obviously we get nothing here other than grand final day. I did see some photos. I did see the interviews between the uh, the two coaches and captains, which is, was fantastic. And um, it's it's a great concept, I think, doing that down the Yarra. They they used to do it through the main street, end up at Town Hall, uh, where the, the two teams would meet and hold the trophy. And I think doing what they did yesterday, it gives a lot more people a chance as well. So I think that was a great idea. Uh, also, what were your thoughts of the Brownlow Medal Night? So, Paddy Cripps, I mean, it mm. was a fantastic... Went forever. <laughs> I mean, it went for about seven hours. Yeah. But uh, in the end, it was a thrilling finale. And in some ways, a shame it wasn't a three-way tie. But Cripps, young man from WA, from, from a very small town in WA, gets the job done, and he's been a superstar. 
It was very close. And, I mean, I know that the whole coverage goes for way too long, but the actual vote count goes for less than what it does when they're looking at all the girls in their pretty dresses before the actual event. You know, <laughs> they really do ham it up before the, the event, interviewing players and their partners and looking at the, what they're wearing and who they're wearing and who cares is what I think. But anyway, um, the actual night itself was, was great. What I did love was when Jeremy Cameron got a vote and the camera panned to him and he's standing at the back <laughs> eating watermelon off a fork. I that was that was quite hilarious. Normally it's someone doing something stupid, sculling a beer, but that was actually quite funny. And But Patrick Cripps, he, he had a fantastic year. And, and I had a look at the the stats before the final round to see how he went, knowing, knowing he needed to get the three to win. And he actually had 35 disposals in their losing team. So there was a good chance he was going to get the three votes. And when he didn't get the one, I thought that's it. He's going to win this. And so, yeah, look, he, he's a sensational player and well-deserved winner. Yeah, yeah. And that game where his team were, were the losing team, that was against Collingwood. That was that epic where if Carlton won, they mm. were through to the finals. Yeah. So, so, yeah, just incredible to watch. Um, Luffy, what are the key matchups this afternoon? And why can your old club, Sydney, get it done? And I'm sure you're going to say their pressure around the footy. They are the best pressure team in the comp. Absolutely, and that's what the Swans have done. Now, when Swans lost some of their games this year, they lost against Essendon, they lost against the Gold Coast. They they went into the game, obviously, expecting to win. They didn't apply the same pressure, and the opposition team just end up getting the ball, kicking the goals, winning the game. And the Swans, the thing with the Swans is they, they're not a skillful enough team to go a shootout, especially with Geelong. Geelong mm. has some of the best ball carriers and skilled players in the competition, and that... You know, and that's starting all the way from the back uh, with Tom Stewart, who, you know, he, he's a sensational backman. And, and they may they may put Ryan Clark on him today. He, he did a great job against Dacos uh, last two weeks ago against Collingwood and, and in the final round of the year. They may sort of do a tag on him. Um, so the Swans, they apply the pressure. And I was actually just looking at some of the stats. And the AFL have pressure stats, ranking of pressure stats. And... If you have a factor under 180, Geelong have won every game this year. But if you're above 180, they've won five, lost four. Now, the Swans' pressure factor is average of 187 this season. They're number one in the competition. So if they bring that to the game, they're an absolute chance to win this. And and honestly, that's the only way they're going to win it, is to pressure the cat. Yeah, and, you know, their front, their scorers, you know, what do we got, Jeremy Cameron... Um, who's your other guy? The Tomahawk, Tommy Hawkins. Tommy Hawkins, and you've got Dangerfield. Like, my goodness, they've got so much depth and and so much skill. Speaking of Jeremy Cameron, I I was glad to see he actually polled well in the Brownlow because there's been a lot of debate, as Luffy would know, that it's just become a midfielder's medal. Um, You know, there was a game this year where, where, where Stephen May was sensational on Buddy Franklin, but I don't think you see Stevie May poll too well, but... Great to see Jeremy Cameron. I think he was the leading vote-getter for Geelong this year. Is that correct? I, he is. He was. Um, I actually looked up those stats in regard to the last time a non-midfielder won a Brownlow, and it was a long time ago. Now, Tony Lockett's won one, and previously Ruckman have won one. Um, but in the last 20, 30 years, no one other than a midfielder has won one. And, you know, it's hard to believe. Like, there was, if you remember, um, Graham Teasdale was a former Ruckman. Barry Round, former Ruckman. 
Um, Ruckman, uh, Scott Wine used to play for Footscray, Western Bulldogs. He's won one. But the rest were all, are all midfielders. Until you go back to the 70s and beyond, then there was a bit of a mixed bag. A defender, I can hardly remember a defender ever winning a Brownline medal. <laughs> you know, hey, Luffy. Is, it's hard to, hard to believe. Yeah, there's some big names here, Luffy, in this side, this Geelong Cat side, the Swans outside of Buddy Franklin. Uh, you know, that's... But they you, just seem to be... You mean as a layman. Just like, as a layman, yeah. The, you know, the likes of Tom Hawkins, T- Jeremy Cameron, Gary Rowan. Dangerfield. Uh, Dangerfield. Like, they're Selwood. guys that, that people know. Joel Selwood. You know, they're familiar names to me, um, not being an AFL fan. But they've got the big guns, no doubt about it. But Swans, they've shown all year that, you know, these guys can step up to the mark. And, and good news with Sam Reed being available, uh, despite the groin injury that he suffered last week. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm... Um, I mean, as you know, a groin injury might, you know, it would keep you out for a week. So they, they have named him. Whether he plays or not, we'll find out a little bit later. Um, and some of the names you mentioned, well, firstly, Jeremy Cameron. He's been matched up with Dane Rampey the last couple of times, and Rampey's kept him goalless. One of the few players mm. who's been able to do that. He kicked, he kicked one goal um, in his last game at GWS when Dane Rampey played him. So... That's going to be a big matchup. Tommy Hawkins, um, you know, he'll probably get Paddy McCartan or even Tommy McCartan. The other one to worry about is Tyson Stengel. He's had a fantastic year on the half-forward flank, and he's been able to kick a lot of goals this year. So their forward line is very dangerous. Um, their midfield with Joel Selwood has been fantastic with Paddy Dangel. Cam Guthrie has had his best year by far. And then you've got other guys that are actually on the bench, like Grind Myers. He's another one that just bobs up all the time and, and can kick a goal, but also gets a lot of ball. Um, the Swans, they, they might not have the same sort of star lineup, but they've got mm-hmm. players that have improved so much. Chad Warner is one player that, you know, he got a lot of Brownlow votes and he has stepped up, you know, tenfold this year from last year. Um, Ryan Clark, as I mentioned, he may get a tagging Joel on um, Tom Stewart, who, who is a, a, an attacking defender. Um, the, the Swans forward line is the one that's probably, you know, Lance Franklin's not going to kick five goals. We know that. Um, we need Tom Papley to, to bob up with a couple. Mm. Isaac Heaney. Isaac Heaney hasn't been that great in, in a lot of the pressure games and some of the big games. Um, he's missed some goals that he should kick, so hopefully today he can stand up. You know, Will Haywood, he's, he's good at bobbing up for a couple of goals. So they just need these players to kick a couple each. And, and you know, grand finals, as we know, generally aren't high-scoring affairs. So, you know, every goal is going to count today. Yeah, Luffy, uh, obviously we spoke about the NRL earlier and Michael said that Penrith, they've probably got all the pressure on them. They're expected to win their reigning premiers. In this game, I feel like Geelong, uh, as minor premier, is the best team all year. I feel like all the pressure's on the Cats. And Sydney, if they can settle early and maybe put some scoreboard pressure on, it's going to be absolutely intriguing. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the Cats, 15 in a row. I mean, the Swans mm. and the Cell, they won nine in a row. So it's, it's a fantastic... Both sides are in fantastic form coming into the game. And Geelong will feel... They'll go in... Geelong will go in confident, but that can also be their downfall, is they could go in overconfident. And, and it's, it might not happen on the day. And the pressure, all of a sudden, Geelong might fold. If, if Swans let the Cats off the leash, I have no doubt that Geelong will kick away. But if they can maintain the pressure, they definitely will, will crack Geelong. And uh, to the Rugby League, I really do hope the Rabbitohs win today. I, I was having a look. They've, they've lost eight of their last nine against Penrith. 
but I live in Rabbitohs territory. I'm in Waterloo, so I'd love to see the Rabbitohs Parramatta. Now, Butch, you'd love to see that, especially being a Parramatta. Well, I know you played for 18 clubs, but being a Parramatta fan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're laughing because we just heard our uh, producer back at headquarters. He's a mad Rabbitohs fan, and uh, what do you want to say to Luffy, Adam? Oh, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> don't, okay, don't put I the card before the I horse. I actually go up to um, Rabbitohs home ground at Redfern Oval and have a kick of the footy myself because the surface is fantastic. Anyone's allowed on there, even though they train there, and I go up there and have a kick of the footy myself. It's yeah, you know, it's, you know uh, what? it's a great, great oval. Yeah, you know why Luffy's doing that? He's hoping that he's spotted the old guy having a kick at Redfern and he lands a kicking, kicking job. Kicking job, yeah, I get it. With the famous South <laughs> City, doing a bit of work with Luttrell. The name's Billy, uh, not I've, Tilly. I've had, kick, I've had kicking jobs with Manly and I've had kicking jobs with St George, so I've had a couple in the past. Yeah. Hey, Luffy, uh, who gets the Norm Smith? Who's best on ground in the grand final? Oh, well, of course we're going to have to go midfielders, aren't we? Because generally it is, unless <laughs> someone comes up and, kicks, and kicks, kicks eight goals. Look, I think if the Swans win... I honestly think Luke Park is going to have a massive influence on the game. He's a big game player. He, he, he can rack up 25-plus possessions, but his pressure, his tackling, um, and bob up for a goal or two. I think if it's the Cats, I think Paddy Dangerfield, he's desperate yeah. to win a grand final, desperate. He's been around a long time, played a lot of games, and he'll do whatever he can to win. So Cats win, Paddy Dangerfield, Swans, Luke Parker. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we're four hours, 36 minutes and 18 seconds away from the first and I've, also, I've also got to quickly mention Nelson Bay. Well done. Premiers last week in the uh, yeah, reserve well grade in the Newcastle League. So it's great to see them back. And they should have dropped back a couple of years ago. They were getting flogged week after week. Now they can build back up, get back up to the Premier League. Yeah, and uh, of course, Kalani Valbomas will talk to Corey Shackleton in our second hour. They win for the first time in 15 years, Luffy, their last premiership back in 2007, and they won a and tight one against... Butch will know this. One of the rugby league teams that won last week was their first premiership ever in the league. Was it Tugra? Who, who was it? Uh, Tookley. Tookley Hawks. Tookley, that's it. So I knew it started with T. Tookley, first ever premiership. That's fantastic. Yeah, in 55 years. Yeah. 20 points to 10 against Erina. They're Luffy. still celebrating up there, mate. Luffy, thank you again, thank mate. You. We, we can't thank you enough. We'll talk to you one more time uh, next week. We'll get a full grand final recap. Uh, thanks again for your time this morning. No worries, guys. Go Swannies. Yeah, the Swannies. Yeah, the great Troy Luff joining us.